You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. You in your life, I don't know, uh, you know, as you've grown up, as you've gone through life, if there's been someone, maybe it's like a teacher, a friend, a neighbor, a colleague, who's made a difference in your life. And for me, it was a lovely lady called Maggie. And I will say, she's still here. It's not when I say it was. She is still here. Lovely lady called Maggie. Now, when I was growing up, I grew up in uh, the Church of England. I know, you look at me now and go, but Sarah, you're a raving Pentecostal. I'm like, I know. But I grew up in the Church of England, and uh, Maggie was the leader of the worship group. It wasn't a worship team. It wasn't like a band. It was a worship group. And uh, there was Maggie, God bless her, on the Clavanova piano, and uh, about five ladies singing along, warbling along. And if we were lucky, we had a flute. And um, yeah, those are the blessed Sundays, guys, the blessed Sundays. And um, every week, I would be dragged along because my mother was in the worship team. She was in that worship group. And every week I would be dragged along at about the age of maybe six or seven, maybe even younger. I mean, I've always been short. So, um, And I would be in church and I would be there for the rehearsals. And at that age, it is the classic, why am I here? I'm so bored. I just want to go. Like, you can just imagine me being like, like just super bored. I'd like run around the church. I basically cause havoc at every opportunity, get in people's way. And... Um, The thing is, I just really didn't enjoy it. (laughs) But the worship team did their thing. They did very good. They rehearsed. And the thing about Maggie was she could have let me just be this like tirade of a small version of me running around causing havoc. But she made a real impact in my life because one day she turned around in December and said, Sarah, would you like to sing Away in a Manger? Now, obviously, I was actually really shy. Would you believe? I was, yeah, I know. Don't sound too shocked. I was really shy. I um, hadn't really, you know, discovered my voice. (laughs) And um, I said to her, yeah, you know, with encouragement from my mum, I'll give it a go. And so I sang the first verse of Away in a Manger, obviously pitch perfect. (laughs) And um, I sang it in the worship team group practice. Uh, I sang it at Christmas. I sang it at the Christmas service. Thank you, thank you. Autographs later. And uh, would you believe from that moment where Maggie said, Sarah, would you like to sing in a way in a manger? We're now 30 years later, and I'm a worship leader. We're 30 years later, and I'm your creative pastor. <laughs> 30 years later, and I'm a creative through and through. My heart, my desire, my passion is for worship, is for praise. If you, have ne- if you haven't seen me down at the front praising, it's because it's every part of who I am. It's built in every vein and muscle and my heart beating. I am a worshiper through and through. But if it hadn't started with Maggie, and today, church, I want to say that we can make a difference. From someone leading the five ladies with a piano and a flute, she made a difference in my life. So today, I'm challenging you. We can make a difference. Now, I want to know, hands up. Um, don't worry, I'm not about to like stalk you. But who here has Facebook? 
Okay, quite a few. Or maybe you've had it, you've deleted it, and you've gone, that was my past life, this is my new life. Yeah, quite a few people. Now, if you know anything about Facebook, it started with one guy in his university bedroom when he was at Harvard in about 2004. Mark Zuckerberg launched the Facebook. And it was, yeah, not just Facebook, the Facebook. And uh, it was just for his friends around university, just like a little kind of social experiment. And then it grew, and it grew. And then in 2006, it opened to the whole entire world. And in 2006, there was already 12 million users. In 2007, 50 million. In 2008, 100 million. In 2009, 350 million. In 2023, almost 3 billion active users. One guy in his university or college, if you're American, bedroom with one idea, completely changed the way that we communicate with one another, completely changed and built this movement, this culture, this whole social media thing. One person, one idea. And I love this because as we're looking today at making a difference, I don't know about you, but sometimes it can feel really daunting. It can feel a little bit overwhelming. It's like just little old me and you're calling me to do something significant. You're calling me and telling me that I should be doing something that's greater than myself. It's like, I don't know if I can do that. But suddenly, when you've got people around you, when you've got your friends, your family around you, it makes it a little bit easier, right? It makes things a little bit better. And even if you look at Jesus, it was Jesus, then it was the 12. Then it was the 72. Then there was 120 in an upper room. The Holy Spirit came. Huge, massive moment, and the church was birthed. A movement of Jesus people now are over 2.6 billion people around the world. Church, we are being mobilized to reach the lost. From one person to 2.6 billion mobilized to reach the lost. God has called us to make a difference. God has called us to make a difference. Now, in this series, in the pathway, we are on week four, and we've had some incredible preachers. Last week, Pastor Josh was utterly outstanding. And um, yeah, whoop, whoop, we love you, Josh. And um, we've heard already we've, about knowing him personally, finding your freedom, and discovering your purpose. Now, I want to jump in the passage where we're at. We've been looking at Exodus 6. If you haven't been with us, um, we've been looking at Exodus 6. And there's a little bit of the passage that I want to look at today. And it's verse 7a. It's really simple. It says, I will take you as my own people. I will take you as my own people, and I will be your God. So because I know God, I've been set free. I've discovered my purpose. Now, I can't help in that moment because of all that, but live my life as a reflection of who God is. Live my life as a reflection of his goodness, his grace, his mercy, his overwhelming love. And it just reflects out of who I am because of his goodness. I know who I was before Jesus, and I know who I am post with Jesus. And that life is something that I want to reflect. I want to make a difference with. It's almost like it should be something that bursts out of you, that you can't help contain, but it comes out of you. Because if you knew where you were before, you know his goodness afterwards, why would you want to keep it inside? Why would you want to keep it to yourself? You church can make a difference. The fourth stage of this pathway, it shifts, God shifts from the focus from us as a person to us as a people. That verse, I will take you as my own people. I will take you as my own people. 
And like I said, life is almost always easier when you have people around you. Life is almost always easier when you've got your friends, your family. And here, God is saying, you don't have to do this alone. The call is making a difference. But don't worry, friends, you don't have to do it alone. You're not on your own in this. You are part of a body. You are part of a people. God brings you into this for a reason, to make a difference together. There's got to be a reason for the church, right? It's right here. Look around, look left, right, front, back. We are a people together on a mission. We are a people together with a call. We are a people together making a difference. Hand in hand, arm in arm, making a difference together. I will take you as my people and your own, Abby, don't worry. (laughs) And the reality is the reason he built the church is to build a family. Build a family. And in 1 Peter, it says this in the NLT version. But you, uh, 1 Peter 2, verse 9 to 12, if you want it. But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Oh my goodness, I could put the mic down and I could be done. (laughs) Right? It's such a good verse with so much in it. But I love this passage. It's so full of truth. And for me, it makes it super, super simple. God chooses us to be his people. Not a fluke, not a coincidence. You are chosen to be his people. You are sat in your seat today in this building, in this service with this family for a reason because you are chosen. This isn't fluke. This isn't chance. This isn't coincidence. This is a chosen thing. God chooses us as his people. We are his. His people. God, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, the Savior, Redeemer. Insert the words. You know them. You're his. We're his. How outrageously good. How outrageously good. And we are here to represent Jesus. We're here in this moment and in our lives, in our everyday, to represent Jesus because God calls us to make a difference. It's not just to come into church and have a nice warm, woo, isn't praise and worship fun? I've had my moment with Jesus. That's all good. Great. I've given in the offering. Wonderful. I've had my top up for the week. That's not what it's about. It's about going. It's about what's outside of this building, not always about what's inside of the building, beyond the four walls, in your neighbors, your friends, your colleagues, the people that don't yet know Jesus. That's what you are chosen for. That's what you are called for, to go and make a difference. It is not coincidence. It's not coincidence, church. And I could just leave it there, but I won't. (laughs) In 2 Corinthians, it says there, it says this in 5, uh, 17 to 21. And you've probably maybe heard snippets of this quite a lot because there's some good stuff in here. It says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ, and settle in because it's a bit of a long one. This means anyone that belongs to Christ has become a new person. Hallelujah. The old life is gone and the new life has begun. Amen. I'm going to live that new life. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. Thank you, Jesus. And God has given us this task of reconciling people to him. 
Could it make it any simpler? And when it says given us, we've already learned us. We already know that. We're the chosen, right? He's giving us, you and me, the task, the job, the calling, dare I say, the delight, the joy of reconciling people to him. For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them. And he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. He gave us the joy of the gospel. He gave us the joy of knowing that before Christ we were dead, but yet with Jesus we can live in freedom and with purpose. We get to live in that. And we have that message, right? We have that message of knowing that. And this is the bit. So we are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead. Come back to God. For God made Christ who never sinned to, the, uh, to be the offering of our sin so that we would be made right with God through Christ. So clear. So simple. We are God's representatives. There's no two ways about it, church. We are God's representatives on earth. Because we know his outrageous love, we are here to make a difference. And one of the things I really enjoy in that verse is that we are Christ's ambassadors. Now, if you know me, that's a word that I'm going to go straight to the dictionary for. Because uh, it's, you know, a little bit longer. It's a little bit more complicated. Um, I'm a simple person and I'm okay with that. And it says this in the dictionary. A diplomatic official, thank you very much, of the highest rank sent by a ruling power as a messenger to represent on a temporary mission in a foreign land. A, wow. B, what the heck does that mean? Don't worry, church. I've got us sorted. This is what it means. Rulers, authority of Britain, they can't be everywhere all at once. Therefore, sometimes someone will be sent to a particular country to represent them in their place. While they're there, this is the crazy thing. They hold the full authority of the one that sent them. Hmm. Get your brains thinking. And they have access to the full strength of their resource. They are one person, but represent the interests of a whole nation. Hold on a minute. One person, but I'm representing the whole chosen people. Their purpose is to be their voice and to carry out their plans. We are to be God's voice and carry out God's plans. They are in a foreign land, but not of it. Oh, I've heard that before. To be in the world, but not of the world. They learn the local cultures but don't adopt them. They are placed in an embassy which is under total rule and becomes territory of the sending nation. Wow, two Corinthians, we are Christ's ambassadors. Church is heaven's embassy. Heaven is our embassy. How incredible is that? Now, we are meant to be Christ's ambassadors. We are sent with all power and all authority. We are equipped in every way that we could ever need. All those things God gives us to be an ambassador. And before you get too bogged down, before you get concerned and like, Sarah, what am I supposed to do with all this? I've got four points that I quickly want to share with you to help you work this out practically in your life. So if you've got your notebook, get ready. Okay, first one is empowered. Now, there's a beautiful moment in my life where I stood up, I stood before my family, my friends, I made vows, I made promises. No, it was not my wedding day. It was when I became a brownie girl guide. 
when I put on that uniform that said brownies on the yellow jumper, if those maybe further back in the day, the little brown kind of dress with the little hat. Yep. And it was a beautiful moment where I donned that uniform and said, look at me. I am a brownie. I am going to make the promises. I'm going to get the sash and the badges. It was a proud moment for me. But church, let me tell you how empowered I felt when I became that brownie. And today, church, you too are empowered, maybe not to be a brownie, but to be an ambassador of Christ. It's not just a call that God makes. Like he says, okay, cool. Hey, church, you're, um, you're going to make a difference. Off you go. Good luck. Thanks. Thanks for coming. See you later. No, he empowers you. He gives you everything you're ever going to need. It's, it's like an equipping with everything that you need. He doesn't just call you and goes, whoa, off you go. See you later. You're done. No, God gives you everything you need through his word, through family time, through church, through prayer, through submission to him, through that surrender that Pastor Josh was talking about. He gives you everything you need by empowering you. And it says in Acts 1, you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Church, the same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you. Then flipping it, we can do anything. We can do anything. We can be empowered to make a huge difference, to step out for miracles, to believe for radical change, to see Chester, North Wales, the Wirral, Cheshire, all the other areas change for Jesus because that power lives in us. He has empowered you, church. He has empowered you to make a difference. The second one, sent. Now, there is nothing more frustrating than when you're in your bedroom. You have a little moment. You think, oh, I'm just going to pop down to the kitchen. And I'll just sort that out. And down you go, because I have stairs. That's me going downstairs. And I get into the kitchen, and then I'm like, what the heck did I come down the stairs for? I did not sign up to an impromptu fitness class. Like, what was it that I was coming down the stairs for? Now, how many of us live in a life where maybe we forget a little bit? Maybe we're misunderstanding or hiding from the very reason we're here. Have you forgotten? Is today the day that you need a little bit of a reminder that you can make a difference? Is today the day the reminder that you can be empowered to make a difference in your school, your workplace, your neighborhood, your region, all these different places? Is today the day that you need that reminder? Because you are sent. You are chosen, called, equipped, sent. It's not random. It's not a coincidence that you're in your house, your street, your neighborhood, your workplace, your school. It's not a coincidence. Those things aren't just like, a, oh, you're just there. No, it's planned. It's purposeful. God knows what he's doing. And sometimes even if we don't like it, it's not what we want. We have to surrender those things to know that the call is higher. The cost may be there, but the call is higher. You know, it says in Ephesians 5, 15, 16, so be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. But like those who are wise, make the most of every opportunity. When you live sent, you understand every day is an opportunity. When you live sent, you understand that every day is an opportunity. You know, in Isaiah it says, here I am, send me. Don't be the one that's in the middle of a meeting when somebody asks for a volunteer and we all go. Be the one that says, yeah, here I am, send me. God, I'm ready. I might not have a clue. I might not know what I'm doing. I might be freaked out. I might be scared to stand up for what I believe in. But here I am, send me. That you might make a difference. Number three, representative. 
As part of my job, uh, I work obviously for Chester, and I also work in our HQ office. And part of my job, I have the privilege of working um, with one of our creative directors. And I'll let you into a little secret. I have access to her emails. I know, very privileged. And sometimes when I need to, I will respond to emails as her. Don't tell anyone. If you're listening to the podcast, please keep it to yourself. Thank you. Anyway, but the only reason and the only way I can do that, right, is because I know her. Now, I've known Helen for many, 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 many years. Our lives with her and her husband, Chip, if you know Chip, um, we've basically done this, and we've, our lives have been woven together for like the last 15 years. And we, I've known her, so the only way I can respond, right, because I know her, is because of that. The only way I can kind of write an email that sounds like her or, you know, is because I know her. And it's really simple. You can only represent someone when you know them. How well do you know God today? How well do you know what he's calling you and asking of you today? You are a chosen people to demonstrate to the world what is, what is God people, what, what is the God, comma, people is seeing through you. The God we know is the God we show. Simple. That is why the first week that we looked at in the pathway was knowing God. And number four, our fourth point, messenger, Romans 1, uh, 16. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes. I'm going to read that again. For I am not ashamed. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of the good news. I'm not ashamed of Jesus. Because it is that power of God and his goodness, his goodness at work in me that saved me and all those who believe. I'm not ashamed. Because church, if I'm honest, there's people in our world that are on their way, they're on a way in their lives to eternity without God. I, I can't shy away. I can't hold back from that. I can't make it all nice and fluffy for us today because there are people that are going to meet the end and not know Jesus. And that is just not okay. That's not okay, church. How can it be that you know Jesus, you know his goodness and his love and his grace, but yet you don't want to share it? You don't want to tell other people? We're not here to sell church. We're here to bring people to Jesus, to his love, to his revolution, his revelation, to his goodness and his grace and mercy. That's our job. That's what we're called to. That's where we're making a difference. And you might be hearing all this today and thinking, but Sarah, why me? If you knew me, if you knew where I've been, if you knew where I've come from, why me? I'm not good enough. I haven't got what I need to make a difference. Well, today the day to step out and be bold, regardless of how you're feeling, because the call is given. You're chosen. You're a representative. You are an ambassador. Whether you feel like you're not ready or not, time today to step up. How dare we be someone's no? When we back away and we say, I can't do this, you are making a no for someone else on their behalf. You're saying for them on their behalf, no. Because the reality is, if we don't step out, who is? Church, there is no plan B. We're plan A. We're plan A today. And if you truly know the incredible freedom, purpose found in God, His unconditional love, how can you stay silent? How can you not step out? And as we've been preparing this message, God's really clearly put this phrase on my heart. And it says this, switch your thinking from burden to privilege. 
Switch your thinking from burden to privilege, to be a bringer of good news. It is an honour to share hope. It is a privilege that I get to walk with Jesus. It's an honour that I get to say, hey, can I pray for you? It's just a joy to say, hey, I don't know where you're at, but let me tell you who Jesus is to me. It's an honour, a joy, a privilege to do those things. It's not a burden. But we live so much in the burden of the fear of what people will think. The fear of maybe people not wanting to know who we are anymore. The fear of rejection. The fear of just getting it wrong. But when we take that off, we shake that off and get rid of it being a burden and step into privilege and honour and joy. And oh my goodness, I get to do that. That shifts everything. It shifts everything to make a difference. Church, wake up. God, would you wake us up that we may be a people that are ready to make a mighty move of God, an outrageous move of God, that we would make a difference as His ambassadors. And church, we're together, left and right, front and back, chosen people. You're not on your own. No need to fear, because when one person falls, we pick them back up. When one person celebrates, we celebrate together. Family, we're a family. And we do this together, the journey together. It's a path that we move on together. As ambassadors, we uphold, support and encourage. I don't know how you're feeling right now, but I know in my spirit and in my heart, I'm like, come on. Come on, church, wake up, please. Because there's people that don't know Jesus. Your friends that don't know hope that don't know that they're loved, don't know that there is something more to life than just the boring, what the world says, there is more church. And we have this precious, precious thing to share. You can make a difference. You can make a difference. You can make a difference in your world. Make a difference in your workplace, in politics, in entertainment, in education. You can make a difference by stepping out today. And church, my gosh, I feel the weight of this today. Because if we truly picked up the call to make the difference, just imagine a church full of God's ambassadors, empowered and sent to represent Him with a message of salvation. Imagine a church that demonstrated our extraordinary God, seeing miracles in our everyday. Imagine a church that took responsibility for every area of influence, being a voice into shaping our nation. Imagine a church that shared this message we've been given and saw everyone leading someone to Jesus. Everyone leading someone to Jesus. Now's the time, church. Now's the time. Make a difference. Make a difference. And I don't know how you're feeling. I'm nervous, excited. Because <laughs> I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you. I'm nervous, excited, but I believe that God is wanting to do some business today. We need some boldness, right? You know, we've been talking today and Pastor Josh so brilliantly brought up surrender. I feel like there's some of us that truly need to surrender today and say, my goodness, yeah. 
it's time to step out and step up and make a difference. I've been too nervous, I've been too afraid. The fear of rejection, the fear of getting it wrong. That doesn't matter because the call of sharing Jesus is greater. And for some of us, it's maybe, as I've said the phrase, switching from burden to privilege, you know like a kicker in the heart that that's you. So what we're going to do, really simple, is we're going to take a moment to address those things. Because I believe and I declare that as we leave this building today, we're going to be a force to be reckoned with for the kingdom. As we walk out of this building, a family, a chosen people, we're ready to do some holy damage for the kingdom. But it has to start here. It has to start here. Church, why don't you stand where you're at? just know in this moment we need to do some surrendering I'll be honest a moment between you and God where you're going wow yeah I've lost sight a little bit I've forgotten I've become indifferent and right now I just invite you to come to the front and surrender at this altar maybe you need to come and get on your knees to give it all back to God to say yeah you're right I need to make a difference just invite you down the front if that's you Maybe you need boldness today. Maybe you're feeling this fear of timidity and worry. God wants to equip you with boldness today. He wants to give you that. If you know you need to be bold, come down the front. First step of being bold, step out. (laughs) Come down the front and say to Jesus, would you help me be bold? And then the last thing I want us to do As I've said those words, from burden to privilege, if you know right now that's you, that you need that switch, you need that moment, again, come to the front. This is the place where we're going to do business with God today. A moment to receive from Him, to know that you're not on your own, to know that He calls and equips and empowers you to give you all that you need. Because church, today is the day where we make a difference. Today is the day where Chester, Cheshire in the northwest of England and Wales have no idea what's about to hit them. And it is the good, good, good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m.